This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Kerry Dixon Show. It seems like we've not been around for ages thanks to the uh, international break, but I'm delighted to say we're back, and we're back with a great man himself. How are you, Kerry? I'm fine, thanks, Dave. It's, uh, it does seem like a long while. These international breaks, however necessary they are, and I, I say that, um, because of the World Cup qualification and so on, I do miss the Premier League and I do miss games, and uh, I, I, for one, am glad it's back. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Looking forward to it this weekend, as always. Uh, before we get on to all the chat, because um, we're going to have a quick chat about City, if we can remember what happened, and then we're uh, there's a couple of things in the news, and then we're going to talk about Palace. But before we do that, um, we should, of course, uh, acknowledge uh, that the show takes place in association with the lovely people at ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, so check out their website for all of their memorabilia, their news and their videos, including, of course, the uh, the videos that they do after every game at the Butcher's Hook, or the every, after every home game, should I say, at the Butcher's Hook, with the wonderful Ron Chopper-Harris and Gary Chivers. And uh, I saw Chopper and Chivs, actually, at the Tommy Doherty book launch uh, last Sunday, and they were both on absolutely superb form. So uh, hello to them. You never know, they might be listening. Um, and, of course, follow Chelsea Fan 12 on Twitter, at Fan12Chelsea. Right, on with the business of today. And the first thing, Kerry, of course, we really should kind of pick up, in a sense, where we left off, which was uh, a bit of a disappointing loss to Man City. Um, I mean, what did you think of the game overall? Because there seemed to be a bit of division about whether we were absolutely battered or actually on another day we might have squeaked a result on that. I'm still kind of undecided myself, but I'd be interested to hear what you think. Well, I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Um, I think not battered, but they were the better side, I have to say. Um, um, like we didn't, we could have sneaked it in any, you know, any game, whatever, when, when the result is what it is. Um, 
a decision or, a, or a, something can affect the game and you could get a point out of it. But the reality is that City deserved all three, in my opinion, um, whether they sneaked it, battered us or whatever. They were the better side and on the balance of play and what I saw, um, they deserved to win the game. Of course, we did have some opportunities and um, we could, as, as certain people would adhere to, that we could have got something out of it. Um, but having said that, it's a uh, it's set a benchmark for this season. Um, this is what we're we've got to aspire to. I mean, we've had some decent results over them in the last few years, and you know, first blood to them this season in what I call the the big game. We've got Manchester United coming up soon. That's going to be another biggie because you know the teams I I thought and the way it's panning out at the start of the season, who we're going to have to beat is going to be the two Manchester clubs this season, and uh, that's seriously looking like the way it's going to be. Um, of course, you've still got your Liverpools, your, your Arsenal's, and, and Tottenham's, and so on. But you know, realistically, the two Manchester clubs are the benchmark, and, and, and City have made that perfectly clear in our own backyard. They did indeed, and I, I would agree with that. I think you know, if 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 whoever finishes above City and or United is probably going to win the league. And I'll be honest with you, I thought that they looked a very very good side. And, it, and it, what what surprised me most actually was. Um, you know how well organised Guardiola has got them. You know I've not ever been really been a big fan of his, but you know the way that they pressed us all over the place, and and they even looked quite competent in defence. I was I was impressed. They were a good side. Um, having said all that, of course, um, you know it doesn't help uh, losing your star striker after about half an hour. I mean, how how big a blow was it? You know, in that game, do you think that we lost Morata so early? And I, and I think the other interesting side to that is, of course, that. Conte didn't bring on Batshuayi immediately, which is, in a sense, I think, tells you everything you you need to know about what he thinks of Batshuayi, perhaps. Well, uh, um, a few things to look at. First and foremost, a slap for us, for our prophecy. You know, we talk about goals and you lose your strikers. We were talking about, well, it's not going to be a nil-nil. Well, you know, it's nearer nil-nil than it was a a 4-3 or anything like that. Um, No matter what chances went begging... Um, they were very organised and efficient at the back. I thought we did have one or two chances, but it wasn't a, um, a goal glut and it wasn't a, um, a load of chances and, and a thrilling game. I have to say it was a, it was a tactical game with, with, mm. with the odd opportunity to score uh, for both sides. And um, as I say, they they were better on the day. Um, losing Morata is obviously a big blow to us. Um, that's why we spoke about before the game you know would he be a, a ready replacement well we still don't know um, he's still come on and scored certain games in the big games and so on he's come on I keep saying the big games and you'll point to Atletico away and so on and, um, things like this but you know is he is he a right replacement is he ready yet don't know um, mm. but I think the statement from Conte that uh he wouldn't make a direct replacement and he decided to change it was as much as how the game's going as, as what he thinks of Batshuayi I think uh, in the right place at the right time he'll use Batshuayi and you know, hopefully it'll prove profitable for us but uh, he chose not to on that game and at the end of the day you're judged by your results and we were second best Yeah, I couldn't couldn't disagree with any of that I mean the, the one thing I would say perhaps about uh, the Batshuayi you know, bringing him on a lot, a lot later than he did, uh, you know, and, and I and I think when we talk about Palace later, I think we can talk a lot more about, you know, where he might be used or not. And of course, there's no choice this weekend in some respects, but um, 
in a sense, in that game against City, we desperately needed to try and get hold of the ball and get some possession. And I think, you know, if you took, if you look at Batshuayi in terms of a, a striker who can lead the line, I don't think his strength is holding the ball up. You know, he get, he's good at getting on the end of a ball in the six-yard area and banging it in the goal, which is great. But I don't think he's a guy who can hold the ball up for you and give you that time and a bit of respite. And I think that's what we needed. So maybe maybe that's why he didn't look to him. So maybe we, as we always do, maybe we were reading too much into it. Yeah, possibly. Um, at the end of the day, the manager will make the decision. We trust in the manager. Um, uh, he chose a decision which, you know, let's say, I'm not going to say it was. It didn't work out. It, 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 on the whole, on the whole day, uh, we were second best all over the field. It wasn't his decisions. It wasn't the defence. It wasn't the attack. It wasn't any issues. It was the fact that we were second best, and I think all over the park. So it didn't really matter who played where or what. I think uh, it was one of them days. You put it behind you and you move on. Yeah, absolutely spot on. I mean, talking of moving on, um, I mean, you know, my own take on it is that actually, if you're going to lose to City, I'd rather be losing to them in Sem. I'd rather not lose to them at all, obviously, but I'd rather lose them in September than I would in March or April. Um, so, you know, within that context, do you think there's been too much damage done, particularly if you're looking ahead to the title race, or, 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 or does, is my hunch kind of on the money? Um, no. There's never a good time, as you've said, um, to lose to lose a football match. And when uh, the title race is becoming, as uh, we all know, in, in recent seasons, you know, you, you can't be given your immediate um, opponents or the people who are going to challenge. You can't be given a nine, ten point start and it'd be expected to overhaul them. Um, when you look at sometimes the league is being won with with the team that's winning the league, only losing, say, three or four games. I mean, ten points, it means they do that in a season. You know, it but if we can reverse it up there, and this is this is where the hope is, you continue to pick up points and, and do what you need to do um, for the ten and a half months, which will constitute you winning winning the Premier League. Um, you reverse the fixture back up there, and you reverse the result. And if we can yeah. get a result back up there, then it's even over the season. So that's now what we've got to do. And uh, however long it's going to be till we play City away, a few months now, three or four months or whatever, then uh, that's the target. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I mean, you know, we have we still have a chance to, to claw all of these points back, whereas in March or April, it's it, it's a lot harder. So let's hope we do. Um, I wanted to mention, you know, something that cropped up in the last week, actually, to, to get your take on this. But, uh, you know, a lot of Chelsea supporters, um, you know, view Charlie Masonda, you know, with a lot of excitement. He looks a, looks to be a very talented, gifted, in fact, uh, young player. Did well when he came on against Nottingham Forest. Everybody, you know, loved his goal celebration. It shows that he, you know, he's got an affinity for the club, loves the club. But uh, as a lot of youngsters do, he's decided to speak his mind on social media. And I'll just remind you, Kerry, of exactly what he said. He said, you sacrifice, you work hard, harder, you give more than what's expected and often more than you can because you love what you do and clearly more than you should. And what do you get back? literally nothing done uh so of course you know most people have interpreted that as a as a bit of a kick in the you know what's to the club and and really showing his frustration at not really being given the chance that he feels that he deserves i mean you know what do you, what do you think of that well i have to say a few things on, on the back of it is that um my first thoughts are <laughs> you get nothing back i mean I, I don't know what his bank balance says each end of each month, but uh, he'll certainly be getting well recompensed for yeah. the effort that he's put in. If he feels that um, he's put over and above and more than he should, 
for what he gets back, uh, then he needs to make that case clear with the people that, who are employing him because uh, if you want to make the grade as a footballer, you, you give every ounce that you possibly can until you've actually made it and then you give a little bit more to push further on and uh, achieve your mark somewhere else somewhere at the club or in the game and uh, establish yourself as an international, as a, as a first-team player, as a, as a player in a top club, as a winner of trophies. You know, where do you want to go? Um, if he thinks that, you know, he's given more than he should and um, over and above to get somewhere and he's, he feels he's not getting enough game time, there are means and there's 20, there are means to exploit that. And there's, uh, I would say, about 40 or 50 previous young people in his position who have gone through the same situation. And you think of, you know, Patrick Bamford, you look at Nathaniel Chalabar, people who have played for their countries, people who have been player player of the championship, won promotions, you know. Um, these people have actually established themselves and done something in the championship. And they still didn't make the grade at Chelsea. It's not easy. Um, and game time is earned. And, right, you might need a slice of luck. You certainly need the manager to... Uh, give you that opportunity. But everyone who signs for Chelsea Football Club and Manchester United and Manchester City, arguably, um, they know what they're up against. It's all very well signing as a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old, picking up a couple of quid, playing for the best team, getting the best transport, getting the best facilities, playing at the best places and uh, playing in Europe, you know, uh, with the best club, with the best players. That extra bit comes at the top where you finally need that little bit of luck and... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily be moaning out at it. You don't moan at 13, 14, 15 when you sign on the dotted line. You moan, you, you, you sign that form with an ambition to be something, to try and achieve the best possible situation you can for yourself as a pro footballer. And if you don't think that Chelsea can help you on your way, then you don't sign and you sign for another club. Don't moan about it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, he's only twenty, and and, and I, and in a sense, I, I kind of wonder whether this is kind of a modern phenomena that, you know, players have been. You know, in my experience, and I, I've been really lucky in getting to meet a lot of former professional footballers like yourself, Kerry. And, and in my experience, you know, no no footballer is ever happy not playing, and they moan like stink, usually in the manager's ear if they've got the you know the cojones to do it. But this, you know, in this day and age, with, with social media and, and, and the youngsters and how they're all, all into that and everything, it seems to me that they're much more likely to, to go public, if you like, with this and, and, and air their gripes that way. And I, I, there's, a, there's a side to me that says I'd rather they were doing it behind closed doors. Um, I, I would rather than the old... Listen, too many times in modern football, uh, the old traditions which uh, have been bypassed, and you've mentioned one there, if you've got a problem, you let the manager... Uh, pick the team, you let the team play, and then on uh, a Saturday afternoon, and then on Monday morning before training, you get in early, you go and knock on his door, and you ask him why you weren't playing. You then receive an answer as to what he thinks, and, and so on, based on um, if, it's, if, if the team have won 4 0, they'll say, well, What else could I do? I've done something right. If the team have lost, you've got, a, you've got a better argument. But if you're generally unhappy that, you know, um, what you're doing, um, you go and sort it out with the manager. I don't agree with this social network, uh, people moaning about. Um, what they're getting and what a rough deal they're getting. There's not a lot of sympathy out there for modern top professional footballers at the moment because of the amount of money involved in the game and the amount of money they receive. You know, and whether they're a squad player or whether they're a, um, a youth player, um, some of these youth players are getting more than people flying their trade and playing every week in the championship. And I'm not saying any individual is or any individual isn't. But what I'm saying is, you know, 
everything's got to be taken in stock and the public sympathy will not be with the bleating footballer these days, whether it be on social network or otherwise. I think it should be done in public, in private. I think it should be done face-to-face with the manager and uh, and, and you go from there. Um, there isn't an awful lot of sympathy. Having said that, there is a degree of sympathy um, with the youngsters at all the top clubs uh, by the supporters of them clubs in the fact that there is such a gap between, you know, some of these lads are playing for England under 21s and under 23s and so on, and they still haven't had enough game time. Um, but there is a gap between the first team at top level, playing in Europe, Champions League, Premier League, week in, week out, and where they're actually playing their trade. And somehow someone's got to come up with something that actually bridges that gap. Yeah. Uh, the loan the situation at the moment is something that is being tried and tested. Some people are coming through it, some people aren't. But sadly as yet, we haven't seen anyone actually crack it um, at Chelsea's, uh, at our club. Um, one or two at Manchester City, I think, have cracked it or got through, but haven't really established themselves as yet because there's always an international waiting to come in if you don't hit the ground running. And it's extremely tough. But um, they've got to keep going. And uh, there will be a future for all of the lads, I'm sure, in some capacity at... Um, at a club somewhere, depending on the, on their natural development and where they're allowed to develop. I think that's a, that's a fascinating point, actually, Kerry. And and you know, uh, it, it's true, isn't it? I mean, and, and we do seem to have this problem about not being able to break through a lot of talented youngsters that we have at the club. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, my generation, you know, back in the seventies and the eighties, we loved it seeing the youth come through. But we are in a club that are a million miles away from that now. You know, we're one of the top European clubs. And you've got managers in here who are under pressure to win trophies every year. And their choice is, do I, you know, play a talented but relatively untried and experienced youngster? Or do I do I pick somebody who's kind of, you know, a backup in the squad who's probably a, an established international? I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Well, it is if you're a manager. And it depends on what the pressures you're on and you're under. And let's be under no illusion. Um all top managers are under pressure to win games yeah. and they've got questions to be answered if they don't win the games. They, their skill is picking the team, utilising their squad, which includes youngsters, to win various games and utilise the legs um, of the players that are playing these games and the amount of games. That, that's what the art of the modern manager is. And, um, you know, Conti's got to do that as well as uh, Guardiola, as well as Mourinho, as, as well as Wenger. And this is what they've all got to do. But at the end of the day, every club... Um, chairman, board, uh, vice presidents, supporters, all demand success. And, you know, the moment a result goes against you, people ask, why did you play him? Why didn't he play? He should have played. Should have done this, should have done that. And, you know, there's, a, there's always um, a million questions as to why on a manager. Um, mm. But, you know, I think if the club, and it's not going to happen here on in, let, let's get this straight. Um, Chelsea are not going to become a club that bloods youngsters and, and then farms them out left, right and centre for everyone else's benefit. We're, we're in it to win things and uh, we'll do so in the best possible means and, and the youngsters will know that when they sign for the club. You know, If I was a parent at the moment, would I sign for Chelsea Football Club as a youngster or, or let my child do that? I'd probably say yes because he'd get the best possible opportunity he can to ply his trade against some of the best players in the world. They play against all the European best kids in all, all teams everywhere in the best under whatever age they are leagues that they're playing in. And there's a fallout. If you don't make it at Chelsea, you can go and be a star. Um, 
two down, one down, you know, championship, league one. You're a professional footballer. You know, there's no guarantee you'll go to, say, and be a, uh, someone at Orient, breaking a pick or Orient out. I could have picked any club in the world. and um, Pick pick uh, pick out a lower league club, um, play every week at 17, and you might not progress. You still wouldn't get into a side and move up that way. There's no given right either way to make the grade. It either happens one way or it happens another way. I was never an apprentice. I come through the non-league ranks after doing an apprenticeship in a, in a factory. Ian Wright did a similar situation. There's no given way to do it. You know, it's the way more it recent, is. Sorry, mate. A, a more recent example, of course, is Vardy, you know. Who, Jamie who, Vardy, yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's it's much rarer these days. Like I, said that. I mean, look, my, my advice to Charlie Masonda would be, you know, take a take a leaf out of Chesk Fabregas's book, you know, uh, widely regarded as, you know, a very, very good, you know, I, I hesitate to say world-class midfielder, but one of the best. Uh, and he sat on the bench. He looked like he'd been discarded, but he 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 bides his time. He works hard, and he gets this opportunity, and he takes it. And you know, this is a a, a, a well-established international player. So maybe Charlie Rosonda should have a chat a top, with him. Sorry, yeah, playing for a top playing for a top country in a top club. So, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, I'm, I'm sure the lad's had his knuckles wrapped so many times now since he said it. He probably wishes he regretted it. Yeah. He's got a good career. He's got a good future. Um, don't bleed, keep your head down and just do your, let your feet do the talking. That's the advice yeah. I would give. Absolutely. Well, let's hope he does that and, and we see him break through and become the player we all hope he will do. Um- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, right, we need to kind of address uh, the match on Saturday, of course, which is against Crystal Palace down in uh, Selhurst Park. Thornton Heath, depending on your choice. Uh, and of course, Palace, is, you know, their record this season is is beyond terrible. They have they've broken all records in in managing to to lose seven games off the off the back from the start of the season, and 
not even scoring a goal. They've already got rid of uh, their, their manager, Frank De Boer, replaced him with, uh, with Roy, Roy Hodgson, which beggars belief in some respects. But there you go. Um, so, you know, if everything's pointing to a 10-0 Chelsea win. But, of course, uh, all records come to an end, don't they, Kerry? And this is playing on my mind. Are you worried? <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not an easy place to go and win a football no. match, or it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been over the years. Um, you know, they're a vocal crowd, they're noisy down there, they're going to be up for this game. Of course they are, it's uh, a big game for them, and the players will find 10% whichever 11 is selected. But, no, Chelsea should be looking to go there in the, in the current climate and, and take three points. You know, this is what I'm thinking, and this is what I believe. Um you know, if they were flying and doing really well and somewhere in mid-table pushing for a Europa League spot or something like that, it would be a more, far more extremely hard game um, and a hard place to go to, given uh, the criteria which I've just said, you know, with the crowd and the noise and the intimidation and everything else. But at the moment, um, even with that, I can't see their players finding 10% each and still be better than the 11 that we put out, whichever 11 it is. And that includes... Yeah. Michi Batshuayi includes whoever he wants to pick. Uh, pick includes uh, Charlie Masondo, whoever. I still think our players should be good enough to go there, the team that he selects, and take three points back. And that's firmly what I believe. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I mean, all, all logic does that. I, I, I think, actually, from, from my point of view, you know, my uh, my concern really is, is the damaged psych that I have having followed Chelsea for 40-odd years and seeing us always slip up on the banana skins that are presented our way. And I'm very mindful of that, that records do come to an end. But I think the other thing, you know, the other the other thing that, that, that occurs to me is that, in a sense, Palace have got absolutely nothing to lose. If I'm Roy Hodgson, that's what I'm telling them. I'm saying, look, you guys have got nothing to lose. Everybody expects you to get absolutely duffed up to, uh, today. So just go out there, do the best that you can. And you never know, you might you might surprise a few people. And that might relax them a bit. You know that might might actually help because I mean if they've got a seven-game losing streak like they've got at the moment, you can imagine the pressure. I mean, I don't. You tell me. You've you, you've played in teams. You know how much pressure is that? Well, they're going to believe, and Roy Hodgson is still relatively new manager for them. They're going to believe that this is an opportunity for them at home in front of their own fans, a big game to end, end this particular run. Um, Chelsea shouldn't fall into any trap whereby they pitch the gimme uh, because there's no game in the Premier League that is that no. situation. Um, you know, and that is always an, uh, a bad sign. If, if any club think they just turn up and win, um, that's when you normally get your rude shocks. And uh, I don't want any rude shocks. Half Chelsea themselves will be looking to bounce back after City, and yeah. it will be it will be putting to their heads, I'm sure, that this is what is required um, if they're going to continue in a push for a Premier League Championship medal. Um, you know, it, it, it's um, it, it's what is required. Anyone who falls short of that, you know, international duty or otherwise, I'm sure there'll be managers complaining, players in right after the international done this, done that, and so on. And only on the back of their results, you know. Jose Mourinho is famous for it, you know. He, he, he moans before the event, you know. Um, players having to go international, players having to play twice. He asks them to play in this and that, you know. Just got to get on with it, and whatever will be, will be. Um, he should be, they should be thankful that uh, their players are going away on international duty. It means they're working with a talented bunch. If they're not yeah. going away and you've got most of your squad at your disposal um, during the international break, then you're working at a lesser level. That's, uh, that's all I can say. Um, yeah. Chelsea to win the game, it doesn't matter what frame of mind, providing it's approached uh, in the same vein by both sets of players playing at their maximum, Chelsea should win the game. 
Well, I mean, I think, look, I mean, you know, the reality, I mean, I, I say all this, you know, with tongue firmly in cheek, of course, Kerry, because the reality is, is that, you know, to be fair, Palace have beaten us at the bridge in the last two seasons, um, which is a bit of a surprise when you think about it. But we've actually only lost once uh, down at Selhurst Park since 1990. So, you know, I think, as I said, all logic di- uh, points to the fact that we should win. And, and, you know, I think man for man, we're a better side with them, whoever we put out. But actually, that's a good point, because we, we are going to have two... I think very big misses because Morata and well Morata's obviously got a doubt about his hamstring after the City game, and uh, I think Kante picked up an injury playing for for France and the internationals last week, and uh, again with the hamstring. So they're both big doubts. I mean, how, how big a miss will those two players be for us? Listen, you lose top players, it's going to be a miss, um, and at the moment they are top players. You know, we've argued the merits over how top and, and so on and. I've heard the expression this year, and so many pundits, top top players, and the insane and such. But um, they will be a miss. But Chelsea have got the squad to adapt. When you think about all what we spoke about today, um, players wanting game time, youngsters itching for the chance to to play, people who are in the squad desperate for the opportunity to show. Well, two players missing, there's an opportunity. The two other internationals, or a youngster, or someone, to actually possibly be given a chance, and. Uh, if you're given that chance, don't go and waste it because you're at a club that's uh, a top four club playing in the top division and go in and do your best and if, you, if you're found wanting, then expect uh, a lengthy spell on the sidelines, whether you're a squad player, whether you're a youngster, whether you're an international, if you go in and you do well and the team wins, you might get another chance in about two weeks' time. That's the way it is. But whoever goes in, whoever plays, I definitely believe you're a Chelsea football club. And uh, you should have the ability to chance to go in to go and uh, be part of the winning side of Crystal Palace at this moment in time. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the interesting thing we, we were alluding to it earlier on the show, weren't we? But you know, Batshuayi, one would imagine will will come in. I mean, my, my feeling, you know, picking up from what we were saying earlier about Batshuayi, is that I think that, that that Conte will absolutely, you know, have no hesitation playing him from the start against the lesser teams. But I, I think it's it's against the, the the better side, so we're going to have a lot more of the ball that he may think about that, you know. And I think you know I was saying earlier on that you know against City, I think Conte realised that we needed to try and keep hold of the ball better than we were, and you know Batshuayi is not the kind of player who who, who who can do that so well. But I think against Palace, I, I'd have no I'd have no hesitation in picking him against Palace, and I would imagine you would agree with that. Well, listen. You know, you saw him against Burnley. That was a home fixture. They're uncompromising way, and you know, Palace is going to be no nonsense as well at the back. He's going to get some sticks for after Burnley. You know, I'm sure he has that. You know, I don't want to jump on his back because he's got good goals for us. But he's got to step up. He's got to find the gear. He's got to put more pressure on Morata. He's got to do something. I think. You know, and that's what I feel. Um, he's going to really challenge and be part of the squad and be actually challenging for. Uh, a position on a, on a regular basis. He's got to find something from somewhere. I don't know what it is, whether it's uh, the ability to hold the ball up, whether it's to stand to be battered, whether it's to be like Costa to fight the opposition defenders, not literally, of course, but, you know, stand up at the counters in these games. Because, you know, coming in, as you said, scoring a goal, getting on the end of things, that's great. That's all part of the armoury. You've got to find something to challenge, um, or else if this season passes by and he becomes a squad player again, come next summer. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking on the positive with Murata Rao, he has got uh, an excellent chance to to prove his worth, and and you know, 
keep fighting for the place long term. Uh, just looking at the other, you know, the other possible selections, Kerry. I, I think, uh, well, ho- I hope that Christensen will start in the middle again. Um, I think he's been incredibly impressive. Uh, you know, when he's come on or come into the side since uh, Louise has been suspended, which he still is, I believe. Um, I would imagine that Chesk uh, Fabregas will partner Bakayoko in midfield, which I'm perfectly happy with against Palace because I don't see them running through us. Um, and uh, hopefully Aspie will also be back in his kind of, you know, one of the three in defence because I don't think it really works when he plays wing back. So really what I'm saying is I think, you know, given that Kante and, and Morata are probably out and Louise is suspended, the, the side really picks itself, doesn't it? Which is not a bad thing necessarily. Well, I just hope it picks itself. I mean, he's got decisions to make. Does he go with, uh, you know, the back situation or does he go with uh, the, the three amigos that Pedro William Hazard? Does he go with, you know, um, something different to that? You just mm-hmm. don't know. Does he push Moses up? Uh, you know, and you know, trying to double guess the manager, we're, we'd probably be a million miles out. Even if we believe the side picks itself, you know, he, he could always come up with something different, and, and he's proved that in the past. But um, as I say, all I'll say is, whichever team he picks will be done with all the knowledge that he's got about returning from internationals, how far they've travelled, how many games they've played, what their situation is like, um, and he'll pick a team to beat Palace. And uh, as I say. I believe whichever side he puts it out, it will be strong enough to beat Palace on the day. I suppose the only, the only other selection, you know, issue really will be. I wonder if he might have uh, half an eye on the Roma game next week. I'm sure he'll have half an eye on the Roma game, and I'll have half an eye, on, a little bit less of an eye on the Watford game, and then a little bit less of an eye on the Everton game. <laughs> There's loads coming up, and then a big eye in the back of in the big eye in the back of his head somewhere that's going to be looking at Manchester United coming up yeah. too far away as well. Yeah. So listen. It, it's it's one of them situations, one game at a time. But yeah, be aware of what's happening. Yeah, I, mate, I'm I'm with you. We're going to bounce back from from the loss to City. I think I think Conte and and the team are, are too good to to let that slip. Um, so I think we're both really predicting a win, aren't we, Kerry? So really, it's a question of saying how much. Yeah, two nil, um, two nil, or I think Chelsea by two goals, three one. Mm. If, if, if that be the case, I think we're two goals better than these at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say two one just to be controversial but I, like you I, I think we should win and I should be gutted if we don't because uh, uh, you know there's it, there, it, 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 it is a derby in a sense you know there's a lot of Chelsea that I've known for years a lot of them uh, of, of you know living live in, live in and around Croydon so it's a bit of a needly match this one so anyway good luck to them on, on Saturday let's hope they win um, we, uh, we've got a few plugs to do before we uh, disappear off the airwaves uh, today so if you don't mind I'll get on with those but uh, the first one is uh, to support my great mate uh, Alex Churchill who uh, of course m- many many will know her as the girl who likes balls who does some fabulous writing for Chelsea Fancast and uh, is, is a regular on the show and much loved she is too but she is doing a sponsored walk from the Dead Sea in Jordan uh, to the ancient city of Petra I think she's doing it in November and it's in aid of veterans in action so basically um, she's supporting uh, you know army veterans which is a, which is a good cause if you ask me um, her uh, if you want to kind of donate some money, it's very easy. You just go to HTTP, well, basically just go and dial in in Google, uk.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Alexandra Churchill. That's Alexandra, D-R-A at the end of that, Alexandra Churchill. So there we go. Please give generously. Worthy cause, and she's a great girl. Um, also, we've got a, a book launch coming up, I'm delighted to say. Um, those of you who have been listening to the Chelsea Fancast for nearly 10 years now, which 
I, frightens the hell out of me that it's been that long, will know that we had Alan Hudson on as a guest uh, very early on in the shows that we did. And very entertaining he was too. Um, but uh, basically, uh, he's kind of re-released uh, with the help of Martin Knight and John King um, from London Books. He's re-released his autobi- autobiography, Working Man's Ballet. Uh, and uh, they're holding a book launch where Martin Knight will do a Q&A with Alan. It's on Wednesday, the 1st of November. Uh, the kickoff is at 730 and it's at Epsom Golf Club in Longdown Lane South. Now, admission is free, uh, and there'll be signed copies of the book, uh, which will be on sale for £10. Now, last but by no means least, a certain gentleman who's on the uh, on the end of the line from me is also doing uh, an evening. Now, uh, Kerry's evenings are leg- almost as legendary as the man himself. The next one... Uh, is on Saturday the 4th of November. It's 7.30 till late at Wheelstone FC, which is at Ryslip Social Club, Grosvenor Vale, Ryslip. Apparently there are a few tickets that will be left on the day, so it's it's selling out, so get in there quick, folks. Uh, it's 25 quid, including a fish and chip supper, uh, and it says on the poster that I saw, dress casual, which I thought was brilliant. How 80s, Kerry? <laughs> yeah, listen, first and foremost, I wish... Uh the two previous uh, incumbents are well on their travels and indeed on their book launches and so on. Um, wish them both all the best. Um, yes, referring to my night, um, Wilston, uh, a couple of Chelsea fans have approached me to do a night at Wilston. I think they've sold a load of tickets. Um, it will be, I think they're going to show the film. I think there's going to be fish and chips. I think there's going to be a Q&A and a couple of beers uh, just to play it down a little bit. Excellent. Well, sounds like a cracking night, mate. Um, good luck with that. Um, I will obviously be speaking to you uh, well before then, because we'll be back again next Thursday for for a bit of a roundup of what happens on Saturday. Also, the Roma game will be uh, be good to have a good, you know, kind of first opportunity to have a chat about that. Really, so I'm looking forward to that as always. Enjoy the weekend, and I will speak to you next week, mate. Thank you very much, Dave. Been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. As always. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.